Welcome to Zach and Steve Have a Podcast, Season 2, Episode 1. I'm Zach. I'm Steve, and we're back. Yes. We've been so excited to get back in the studio. It feels like forever since we've been in here recording. It's been a minute, man. It's definitely been a little bit. Like I mean, it really has not. I mean, it's only been it feels three like weeks. It feels like it, though. I think we've been doing it in such regularity. I know. Well, yeah. And it's, and it's a creative outlet that once it, once it, it was is. gone, I'm like, I well, you know have what? so much to say and nobody to say it to. <laughs> Your wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to edit this part out? Nah, you uh, yeah, she, she, nah, she knows like, what's going on. Yeah, that was funny. That was yeah. really good. Anyway, uh, no, man, we it's we only took one break once before. I think you guys were on vacation or something. Yeah. It was around was it around Thanksgiving? Something like that, yeah. And we we pre-recorded a couple episodes, several. but like so we didn't miss a week. This is the first time we've missed a couple weeks. What are you doing with that pop filter? I'm just getting it in place. I don't think that's how that works, man. It is for me. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> so yeah, we're back after uh, a little bit of some time off with a brand new season of yeah. episodes. We have like a like kind of a new way of what we're going to be doing. A few things. Not few that things. much different. Not drastically different. Um, but thought we'd get caught up a little bit. Sounds good. I mean, we've been Zach off I, during the holidays. We took vacation from each other. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Not really. Not really. No. I mean, we were still around. You were. I mean, you were. Well, the week of Christmas. Yeah. Like, I think we were both in hibernation. Yeah, we had so much stuff going oh, on. Oh, my goodness. It was, Everybody was sick. Yeah, you guys. Well, I was, my family got sick. Was your family sick? Oh, yeah, we were sick. We've been sick for a couple. I feel like it's been two months of yeah. straight sickness. Yeah. Like, it's never ended. So, like, if we have free time, we just don't try not to share <laughs> our germs with people. Yeah. Yeah. There was not, there wasn't too much going on, really. I mean, I mean, there was a lot going on, but not. Like a lot here. Yeah, like, but we had a nice time okay. Off. So obviously, when we're off, there's Christmas break. I want to know what yeah. kind of Christmas gifts you received. Like, what is this Christmas gift that you're so excited? I mean, when when okay, Go when ahead. you get older, it's not yeah. like it is when you're young. Yeah, man. But if you get like a new pair of shoes or a new shirt or a new hat or something like that, yeah. like you wear it's that a, thing. It's a big <laughs> deal. Yeah. No. So this year, it was pretty. You know, it was pretty low key. Like I. I'll be honest. Like, I mean, when I was still collecting stuff, yeah. Like, I mean, there was a. It was almost like this anticipation of stuff I already knew I was gonna get. Yeah, it was kind of lame. It, it really sucked. Now that I've like I've given that hobby up completely, um, it was like I was like Sarah, whatever. Like, I, I don't. You don't care. Yeah, whatever. I, yeah. I, I honestly don't. I was yeah. more excited about like I mean, you know, it took me this many years to get excited more about <laughs> what my. <laughs> Better to give than receive. Well, no, it took I, you thirty-seven no, years to figure that no. out. I I have always loved giving gifts. Yeah, I love giving gifts. Me too. Um, but like as far as like I I used to get really excited about okay, what am I gonna get? Yeah, and what am I? Yeah, you know, and so uh, no, but this is like I gotta say the first year where I was like I I could care less. Yeah, or I couldn't care less. Uh, it, what what I get, um, but it was really nice. So like I mean, Sarah got me a few things. The one thing was that the big surprise was, um. So Willow Springs Camp, yeah, where we've gone on mission trips for the past decade, or a little bit over a decade, only only slightly uh, stopped by COVID. Right, we're actually going back this summer, which is really exciting. This but is the this is the announcement. That's we're the breaking official. The ice right here. Well, Pastor Warren <laughs> talked about it on Sunday. <laughs> so if you attend New Life and you're here, you already heard this, which yeah. is it is really exciting because we have not been there in many years, and it's become part of the DNA of the teen ministry. Right. But the cool thing is, we get to reintroduce, yeah, this element to the students because a lot of them have no idea. But this is a senior high only trip. It's a senior high only trip, um, so ninth through twelfth grade can go. We're actually we're actually combining with another youth group. It's a uh, Calvary Baptist, uh, which is in Meadville, and the reason being is the the guy that uh, Sarah and I served while we were up in Canada. Yeah. So he had a church called Journey Church. He was a missionary. He and his wife Anne, wonderful, wonderful people. Um, like some of our favorite people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I actually need to stop saying some of my favorite people because that like makes, makes it, me feel bad. It makes yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not, but I know. like <laughs> no, but so you know that's not true. Anyway, but they're just some like just really special people to us. Um, you know, Greg and I 
it, the four of us got together over Christmas. Yeah. We talked, talk, we're talking about like, let's, let's do this together. Let's go back to Canada together to experience this all together. Nice. Uh, it, it's going to be a brand new experience because before it used to be, I would go up or my team would go up. Sarah yeah. and I would lead a team up there and we would work with the O'Boyles. Like the O'Boyles had a church and we would serve them. Now, Greg and I and our wives are, and our teams are serving Together. Willow Springs, yeah, collectively. So it's 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 a different dynamic. Same people, different dynamic. That's cool. It's gonna be really weird uh, being up there and not. So the O'Boyle's house up yeah. in up in uh, Markham, Ontario, was it, it just it held a very special place in Sarah and I's hearts. Uh, and so that's going to be like the one weird part. Cause that's like not their house anymore. They're, they have a beautiful house now up in, up in Meadville. Um, and we love going there and like, you know, every Christmas we go to their house and we have, yeah. you know, time with them, but we're looking, you know, it's gonna, That's going to be the one weird part is being with the O'Boyles and not being in their home. Yeah. Uh, because it became a Christmas tradition every year. It started off with uh, the first time we met them was we went up there for their Christmas party for their church, where they would just invite everybody in the neighborhood in their church huh. to their home for Christmas. And there that would be, cool. be like a hundred some people in this house. And these were like houses stacked on top of each other. Beautiful yeah. house. But like, I mean, these houses were really close together because this area, um, you know, is like, I think one of the fastest growing areas in Ontario. Um, I mean, every time we go up there, there's like thousands more houses oh, wow. being built and it just keeps going further and further out into like the more rural like yeah. areas. It started off in, in what you would consider like metropolitan Toronto. And now it's like out into the, the boonies, like going out further and further and further. Um, but like I was saying, like it, it's, it's, it's incredible to watch all this stuff happen and how it's like continues to evolve in that way, sadly, their church, the church that they planted up there, no longer exists. But no, like, God, I know it, it, it really is. But God's provided us a new way to to serve up there. Um, so anyway, long story short, I, I was talking about Willow Springs Camp. Yeah. Um, Your Christmas present. Yeah, Sarah surprised me with some uh, Willow Springs gear. Oh, nice! I didn't even know that they had. Oh, like, nice. I didn't know that they had. So they have a new camp administrator. Okay. Up there. Um, so the, the former camp administrator still works there, but he's kind of, re- he was relinquished his, his big role to a younger guy that's kind of okay. like kind of taking it over. And now he's like the, uh, like kind of the, the former, uh, camp administrator. He's now like the groundskeeper. Gotcha. He just takes care of like that. And then the new guy, his name's Jake. Uh, he's awesome. Nice. Like Sarah and I have, have gotten to know him over the past couple months. He's just like the, one of the most wonderful guys. We've we've had just a great time getting to know him. And Sarah contacted him because she saw on their website they had hats for sale or toques, <laughs> nice. as they call it. Yeah. You know, the, like the knitted beanies. Um, and so she got me that. And he's like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna send a, a hoodie too." Nice. Yeah. So I got a Willow Springs hoodie. Like they're brand. New. He's like, "These are brand new. Like nice. nobody has these yet." And I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome." So yeah, it came in the mail and I was like completely thrown. Nice. It didn't come on, you know, before Christmas, came after Christmas. But okay. that was a massive surprise. I love that. And like, you know, but like beyond that, like Sarah got me a hat. Yeah. Because hats are my thing. Yeah. I got another uh, you know, so I mean like it was it was nice. And oh no, neck massager. <laughs> neck massager? Yeah, I think that's for Sarah. It's, it's <laughs> one, one of those gifts that you get for the spouse, but it's really for you. Yeah, no, no, she got it for me. No, it was really sweet because I've been complaining. My neck has been bothering me. And she's like, I thought, thought you'd really appreciate it. But the funny thing was, I, f- I, I was going through boxes. So we got like, you know, Amazon box after Amazon box yeah. before Christmas. And I found this. I'm like, Sarah, who's the neck massager for? And she's like, oh, that's for my mom. <laughs> Liar! Yeah, she played that good. She You're played like, it real good. So she's when like, you opened it, you were like, "This wasn't for your mom." She laughed so hard. She's like, "I got you." <laughs> I'm like, that was good. That's funny. Like she didn't miss a beat because, yeah. like, she's like, "I, I was going to get one for my mom too." Yeah. Because well, the funny thing was, I was ordering that for my mom, <laughs> and when it came in, I'm like, "Did I complete that order? Like, did I do that in the middle of the night? Like, and not remember?" Yeah. And Christmas shopping is so much different than it used to be. It is. <laughs> now yeah. we don't. That's the thing. So w- there's no surprises. Well, it's hard to surprise. Yes, it's much harder to surprise because if you like share an Amazon account, you have to tell the other person, "Don't look at the orders." 
<laughs> but the other problem is, then like, oh, the, I ain't doing that. Really? Heck no, man. We, we, well, we still try to surprise. I'm nosy. Other. Yeah. Well, I try. We try to surprise each other. But the problem is, it, it'll it'll like give you search results like like what to buy mm-hmm. based on what you bought before. <laughs> So if there's yeah. probably like a whole bunch of neck massagers on your Amazon account. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, yeah. But you were looking at them. So it's I, I was as, looking at yeah. them first for my mom because my mom asked for one. Right. And then sure enough, Sarah got me one, too. Yeah. But 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 so we were we ordered some stuff for each other. You and I? No, my you wife. And Laura. And I. <laughs> you specify? <laughs> you said you and I. You never <laughs> said Laura. <laughs> Zach and I have a joint Amazon account yeah, and banking account. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> so we had ordered stuff for each other, and then it dawned on me, these are coming the same day. How are we going to figure out who's what without spoiling the surprise? Oh, that's guess. So we had the kids open them. <laughs> and then oh, because you only have one name on the account? Yeah, so it's just, it's just we have like a family account. And so, okay. so it just all comes... You know, drops off at the door. There's a box that says Laura Cyrus on it. It's under her name. Oh, so, so it always comes to Laura Cyrus, yeah, no matter what. Yeah. See, I have it. We have a setup where it's like Steve. I have my thing set up, like address. She has it set up for her address. Same place. We just know whose box is whose. Yeah, that's much smarter. But we're, we, <laughs> we we didn't do that. We never. I don't know. It, this was the uh, this is the only time during the year where this is a problem. Yeah. Where you we're buying things for each other is supposed to be a surprise. Yeah. So yeah. That was a little bit fun. So we had to tell the kids like what we got, got like this, each other, and so they knew. But like the only people that didn't know in the house were the people that they were for. That's great though. So hey, that it's good that your fun. kids are at an age too where they can be that helpful. Right, right, right. Yeah, like you know, um, I couldn't ask Ava to be like, okay, honey. She'd be, She'd like, be like, hey, dad, guess what was in this box? I'm she like, got a no. neck massager in this box. Yeah. Yeah, that was given away. Was there any, what was the big surprise for you? Was there a big surprise for you? Yes. Well, I'm holding it in my hand right now. And you didn't talk about this either. We, oh, we I, was, got, I meant from your wife, but well, yes. sure. We don't do that big of gifts. You like, don't do, neither do we. No. no. I got a cup. It's called the Beast. It's like one of those metal thermal It's like cups. It's like a, 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 I would like compare a Yeti. it to a Yeti it's or a, Yeti, a, a Tervis yeah. cup. Yeah, it's very it's nice. Called, it's called the Beast, Green it, Steel Beast. It looks like it is it is uh, military ready. Yeah, like you could. It's camouflaged, it, ready to go. It, so I I, have I like it. I I like that olive green. I'm very particular about my cups. I don't know if you know this about me or not, but I, I don't know if we've ever had this conversation. You got a nice cup from Andy too, man. Andy got me a nice cup too, and I am very particular about my cups. And my so in your married life, you begin to learn things about your spouse. The little idiosyncrasies that each person has that only, you know, that, that only their spouse knows because you're there together all the time. Yeah. And the little things. OK, I've got this thing about cups. All right. Like so in the morning when I pick my water cup for the day, I don't know if you do this at, at your house or not, but I, I take I get one water cup and that's my cup. Drink. You drink a lot more coffee. I don't drink coffee at all. I drink constant coffee. Yes. So I drink water all day long. So I have my water cup. So before we had these cups that were plastic, maybe, I don't know, 10 inches tall, thick plastic. I like a thick plastic cup, okay? Mm-hmm. And we had had them since we were, before we were married. Laura had them in, in college, and, and I love these cups. We had like three of them. They had a little fl- plastic cup with green and brown flowers on them. Okay. But they were the perfect, they were the perfect height. Like they kept the water cold. Like I, I love these cups. All right. I could tell. I could see it in and your so eyes. And so every time in the morning, I would get these cups, and they were known as Dad's Cups. Oh, yeah. So one day, Laura goes to Ikea and gets just, like, fancy cups that all match, and she <sighs> threw away all of those no! cups. <laughs> and so she was like, I have never seen you this mad before. Like, oh, I was I like, you didn't tell me. These are my cups. She threw them away. So she's felt bad about that ever since. So we've, and, and they were, we couldn't find <laughs> any cups like them. All, all the cups we buy, the plastic would be too thin. You know, I hate cups that sweat. Yeah. So we found, so now I have these Tervis cups that are thick. I plastic, love Tervis cups. Yeah. And, and they have to be big enough to keep enough water because I drink sure. enough, a lot of water. So we have like six of those cups now that we've accumulated through like the last eight years since she's okay. thrown these cups away. And so I, I, every Sunday I have one here at church. I don't every know if Sunday. If you've noticed. So I take those around. But this actually keeps the ice colder. Yeah, it's a nice cup, man. So, the, so that was nice. So she, she knows like that wouldn't be a, Is that a 30 a big, ounce. 
It's a big one. It is a big one. <laughs> she w- normal people wouldn't think this is a cool gift. Like a, your wife got you a cup, but to me, it's a it's a cool gift because Dude, I it's have, a dad gift. There's yeah, not, but that's but a I, fantastic gift. Right, but it means more to me than like it would to another person because I sure. have a thing for cups. It's like one of my things. It is. So, so that's, it's a weird thing. So you're a cup guy. I'm a hat guy. But you you're know a what? Cup I'm guy. not. I'm not what? a mug guy. Mug. Because I don't really drink coffee or anything. But yeah. I have to admit, I got a mug for Christmas. Oh this yeah, year. yeah, yeah. And you so got a I. mug for Christmas this yeah, year. Yeah, I got it before you did. You did. You I, I had to wait it. forever. So one of our faithful listeners, yes, got us a gift this year—a dual gift. Yeah. It is a coffee mug, metal, beautiful mug. It's it's like what they call a camping mug. Camping mug. Okay, I have yeah. no idea. I'm not a mug guy. Yeah, those are called camping mugs. Camping mug. And it's got the logo of our podcast on it. Zach and it Steve does. have a podcast. It's a white and black <laughs> mug with our logo on it. It, it was awesome. So amazing. Yes. I, I I opened that up. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's official. That's, I feel like we officially we have made a podcast. It. Yes, we, we made, made it big it. time. <laughs> if you watch like video podcasts, like the, the official like big Not time videos people, of our podcast. Not us, but other people that yeah. actually have a legit podcast. They all have mugs with their logos and stuff yes. on them. And now we do. Yeah, so we do. I mean, you can't see it. Season two begins. You have to trust us that we have these mugs <laughs> in our hands. As season two begins, I feel like we are established now. We are established. We have our own mugs. You know what the funny thing is, Zach? What, Steve? It's, the logo is black and white, and our, our logo for season two is it's black and gold. Well, because that's all right. Yeah, it's the, all right. These are the original. It's the original yeah. mug, and we appreciate it. But we changed the colors <laughs> to match the youth ministry and everything. Yeah. Um, in the Steelers. And well, uh, you know all, what? All Pittsburgh. You know what I was thinking about? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Like, yeah. what other city is so united? Exactly. That all the teams have the exact same colors. There's no other city in, in the country. That's what makes us cool. That, you know, it'd be nice if Pitt would switch their colors. Yeah, but they're a college, they're not a pro team. Yeah, they're not pro. All the pro teams. Thankfully, they went back to the yellow instead of that terrible gold. Oh, my that, goodness. The brown. Yeah. <laughs> that, of course, my years at Pitt were where they went to. Yeah, that that the awful, brown. that awful like dark blue and yeah, a horrible gold. Yeah, and then like yeah, like after that they went back to like the oh, not I wouldn't say powder blue. No, it's like much a bright, nicer. A bright blue, like bright a royal blue, blue and, or and uh, bright yellow. Yeah, awesome. I love I love Pitt. Yep, love Kenny. <laughs> we can talk about that later. He's the goat. Yeah. So that's what I got. I got yeah. some cups. Good deal. Uh, <laughs> That, I got some hats. You got some cups. Yeah. I got two new hats. Nice. Three new hats. Nice. Three new hats. I got a new Steelers hat because I don't have enough Steelers hats. That's <laughs> as it stands. Yeah. You got three new Steelers hats. I know. I got I got two um, scally caps. Which, if you're not familiar with the scally cap, it's like you. What some people would call like a, a caddy hat or a cabbie hat. Like, yeah. I love them. Yeah. I see you're wearing it right now. I'm, I'm wearing one of them right now. Sarah got me one. My mom got me one um, that I I personally selected. Nice. Well, they just wanted, you know, it's like, what do you want? I'm like, it, I, I want that. I like this. And I got a Steelers hat. And then my kids got their, their big gift from my mom, which was really funny, was a Switch. Nice. They got the Nintendo Switch. You know, fine. I didn't realize how long the Switch has been out. It's been it out came, a long time. It came out in 2017. I didn't yeah. realize it had been out that long. So, um, but like we we we're not big on game systems. Yeah. We, we don't like we don't like the kids playing video games. Um, I I was real big into video games and it became a problem. Yeah, we've talked about this before on the podcast, and so we've always <laughs> been very uh, cautious. Yeah, about introducing them. But we're like, okay, they're getting a little bit older. We'll restrict the amount of time, all that kind of stuff. And they are, they are very good about it. Like yeah. they're not like, oh, I can't yeah. play. Like they're just like, okay, that's cool. Um, but. Anyway, so we go to my parents' house, and my mom's, like, being really cautious. I mean, she didn't get them – it used to be in years past. I had, I would have to take, like, two trips home. With all the gifts. With all the gifts yeah. that my mom would get. This year, she got them, like, a couple gifts, and it was the best year ever. Nice. Maybe I don't know about for them. For for me, it was fantastic. <laughs> you only had to make one trip to the car. Yeah, I only had to make one trip. To, it was awesome. I think I had one box. <laughs> it was like, freezing cold. My dad, my dad and I were laughing because we were like, this is the best. I love this. <laughs> So, yeah, but they got the switch, but um, my mom's, like, being very cautious about, okay, don't open this gift before you open yeah. this gift. But she forgot, like, that my, my brother got them games, and she ah. gives my, my son a bag, and has, my, he pulls out these two Switch games, and he's like, he's like, why? 
why do I have Switch games? We don't have a Switch. <laughs> my mom's like, give me those. <laughs> she shoves them back in the back. She's like, open this gift now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That was great. And the kid's like, I mean, hey, Tessa, Tessa was like in tears. So she was happy. so excited. Oh, that's oh yeah. Great. Like that's, tears of joy. That's awesome. Running down her face. And Luke was just like, <gasps> yeah. you know, really pumped. And But Tessa is the bigger gamer nice. between the two of them. That's Good. like really surprising. Like she's, she's like big into it. Nice. I, so... It's partially my gift. I've played it for 10 minutes. <laughs> I, I can't get into games anymore, really? man. I can't. I just can't. Yeah. I've tried. Yeah, I don't play much anymore. So the thing with me in gaming is if I have a game, I have to finish it. I am obsessive about that. So, yeah. And I like more like adventure games than like yep. a sports game. Me too. So they'll get some sort of Mario game and I'll play it. Oh, you consider that an adventure game? Yeah. I, I, I'm just, I guess, sports I, I guess Mario is probably not an adventure game. What would you it, call it? A- uh, like, uh, like what do they call those? Like an arcade style or a side scroller kind of thing. Yeah. It has a, a platformer. Okay, it's, they're called platformers. All right, whatever. But it's a game where you there you can beat it. Yes. Instead of a game where you just keep playing, it's it endless. Over. Yeah. So now the kids are good at it. Before, when we had the video game systems, they weren't good. You know, mm-hmm. and they couldn't beat any games or anything. So they would sit down like, hey, daddy, come play the game. And because they want to see all the stuff and all the levels. <laughs> yeah. Now they could do it themselves. Yeah, so now exactly. like that. Yeah, no, matter. get out of here. I want to play. So it's, yep. it's a it's it's fine. Like, I don't care. Anymore. Yeah. So. I, I love adventure games, but I like the like the big world adventure. Like Legend of Zelda is my yeah. all time favorite game. Um, like all of them. I'll yeah. play any of them to, like over and over again. I just love them. Uh, but so that was like I got. Breath of the Wild, which is like the newer one that's five okay. years old at this point. I, I played it for 20 minutes. I'm like, like yeah, there's too up. much to do here. <laughs> like, I got real stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, video games have just kind of lost their luster. Lost their luster. Yeah, lost their luster. Anyway, uh, we're 20 minutes in. Well, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll get into our topic. Sounds good. First. Welcome back with our second segment for today. And what are we talking about? Well, we're starting a brand new series, Zach. A um, series, ooh, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought what would be fun is as we sp- like kind of split up our our um, our podcast. Like yeah. we have our like our, our intros that usually have something to do with you know pop culture or what's family going on life, in our life, silly. family life, things like that. And then the second half of the podcast is going to be getting into something you know more discussion based and yeah. um faith related church related faith related church related like world related yeah. like what you know how what how does christianity look in the world and one of the things that's always fascinated me um is subsects or what we would consider a, a cults of Christianity. Okay. Um, and, you know, with, and, and, and sometimes... I, You've okay, talked about this before. It, I've talked about this several times with the church because we've done series on this. Like, what are certain... Okay, well, I mean, the big thing is, as we, we're going to talk about Christian cults yeah. specifically, what makes something a cult versus just a denomination? Right. Um, and so the... And the, a denomination would be a... a it's still the same basic tenets of Christianity. Exactly. Still same beliefs in Christianity. There's just different flavors, kind of. Exactly. <laughs> different flavors. Yeah, they, no, they, I mean, they have different styles. They, a couple little things are different, but the heart of it's the same. The right? foundation's Jesus the same. Is the Son of God. Yes. God the Father, Holy Spirit, you know, the God. The fundamental elements are all the same. Like, yeah. yeah, Jesus is the Son of God. There's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And like the, is the triune God? They're one God, three three persons. Um, which I mean, obviously, we're not going to get into Trinitarian talks because that and that gets really confusing. Yeah. But that's like who God is. Um, and so, like these are the basic. Jesus died for our sins. He was raised on the third day. All these fundamental truths. If you are a, a Presbyterian, Methodist, Baptist, Pentecostal. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Catholic, Catholic, even yeah. for that matter, even though they they have it's, it's a little bit different, different tenets, yeah, and um, even different sacraments. Bible, right? All yeah, slightly different, it's slightly Bible. different. Right? It, the only difference between and this is another thing we're going to be getting into as we talk about Christian cults is all of them have their own translation oh, of the Bible, okay, which 
is another key element that differentiates between the denominations yeah. and what would be considered a Christian cult. Um, and, and the only reason why I thought I find this interesting because it's like, how, do, why do people get wrapped up in these, like these sub, uh, I hate to say subcultures. Cause I, I don't want in no way are we demeaning anyone. Cause I understand that there's an appeal to these things, but I also think that it's important that the truth be revealed yeah. so that we can make wise decisions as to, why we believe what we believe, and is it biblical what we believe? And I think it's more. I just have questions, like, like why is why is Mormonism? Why is you know some of the things we're we'll be talking about? Why are they not like biblically sound? Exactly. And we kind of know that they're not, but I see Mormon. So we're talking about Mormonism today. So I Mormonism see, is one of the ones that gets brought up a lot because it's, there's always the question, are, is it a Christian domination? Right. I, it was, it was it, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. It, because I, I've known some Mormon people. Yeah. <clears throat> there's many Mormon people, <clears throat> excuse me, many Mormon people who are famous on mm-hmm. radio, on television, you know, politicians, like all oh, kinds of stuff that, that yeah. and, and you see that in the culture and you see that, and they are revered in the culture as holy people, as like, as Christian, good as, Christian, as people. good Christian people. And yeah. so are they like, what makes their faith different? So that is interesting to me. What I yeah. don't want it to be is like bashing, bashing. And that's not what yeah. this is going to be. This is just going to be truth revealed. This yeah. is like the behind the scenes look. And this is, and Zach, this is the other thing that we're going to be looking at as far as differentiating yeah. between um, mainstream Christianity and... Do you need a drink of water? I'm good. Okay. Um, the difference between mainstream Christianity and what we would consider these these Christian cults. Um, and and the, the key difference between a lot of these is that in within mainstream Christianity, the theology, like we said before is very similar almost across the board. Are there going to be differences in worship styles? Sure. Um, but ultimately, it boils down to the same thing. When it comes to these, uh, how we differentiate to a, what we would consider a Christian cult is there is a typically a leader yeah. or leaders that have a philosophy that differs from mainstream Christianity. Um, they have like a, what they would consider a modern day prophet or prophetess that speaks into it, that has written their own like new teachings of the Bible. They okay. have a singular, uh, they, they have their own translation of the Bible that only they use. And what you're going to see a lot in all, like, especially in the four that we're going to be talking about over the, the coming weeks, um, is if you go against it or you reveal things that are behind the scenes, You'll be excommunicated. Like okay. there is, like you are cut off. They'll deny everything that you say negative about what they have they're doing or what goes on behind the scenes. Be excommunicated. That kind of thing. Like that's the that's the culture. Okay. Uh, of it, maybe it's not as extreme as that, but like it is. It, it very much is like a you're with us or you're against us. Gotcha. Mentality, and that that is like the key difference between mainstream religion and cults. Like. Are we gonna have differences of opinion on um, on some on some things and like some translations of things? Sure, but we can always come back to the table. Right. Like, I'm not going to reject you unless you are like going like heresy, which a lot of this is. Yeah. Um, and so, well, this is a question that I have before we get yeah. into the specifics of no, what we're talking today. Um, I would think. I, I haven't studied this like you have. You've, you've, you've spoke on it several times. Yes. Yeah. With teens, with adults, yep. you've very researched on it. I'm I'm more of a novice on this, so I'm going to be um, you're going to be the audience a foil. <laughs> you're a foil. I'm going to be asking questions that no, I please think do. Like, a, like a person that doesn't know yeah. is going to be asking. Yeah, it's been several years since I've covered some of these topics. Uh, you know, I did research in advance for this yeah. for this because I knew we were going to be talking about it. Um, and the funny thing is, every time I've I've done these series, the one that I've I've been asked to speak on specifically is Mormonism, yeah. <laughs> which is, so let's get into it. Well, before I, I do, oh, I go ahead. I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. You. Yes. So I feel like a, if you were a follower in the first century of Christ, yeah, you would have been thought of as you are in a cult because of, yeah. you know, like you said, one leader changing doctrine, um, a prophet making you look at things so differently 
Yes. And, and it's one way through him. There's now new scripture coming that hasn't been here forever. Yeah. What what would make what I mean, obviously Jesus the Son of God is 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 the yeah, answer to I, that. I would, I would, I think. would say that, that Jesus, everything the, the the key difference there with Jesus yeah. is that everything he spoke came to be. All right. So everything that is he spoke comes to be, uh, even the foretelling of his death and resurrection. And I think that's like the big thing. Well, well, sure. well we're gonna see with like okay, like for example, with Jehovah's Witnesses, is like the apocalypse is gonna happen in like nineteen fourteen. Ah, it didn't happen. Hey, it's a hundred and some years later. Yeah. And it still hasn't happened. And their doctrine changes accordingly to yeah. account for the mistake that they made. Or that that, you know, specifically with once again with Jehovah's Witnesses, is like there was the hundred and forty-four thousand yeah. that is spoken of. In in Revelation. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So like like in Jehovah's Witness teaching, it's like there's 144,000 super holy Jehovah's everybody, Witnesses. Yeah, that are going to inherit like eternal life. All right. And then everybody else is just nothing. No. Like, it's just like <laughs> you're, you're not lucky enough to be in the 144. Okay, gotcha. So, thousand. But that, that's a different week. That is, that's that's going to be next week. This week, okay. we're talking about. Okay. So, it's a prophet. So, so Jesus. So, the, in, in the first century, the Jewish people would say Christians are in a, in a Jesus cult. Yeah. They're like in this movement that is again, and that's why they wanted to put Jesus to death specifically. Right. It's because ah, he's a heretic. But the problem was they were so jaded in not understanding what was really written in the scripture. Yeah, that what Jesus was teaching was not new. Mm-hmm. It was a revelation of what was already mm-hmm. been told and yep. the character of God. Yep. These new cults are new revelations. That new revelations, that, brand new revelations. Maybe are, don't tell God's character, but are are making these cultists seem better than everybody else. Well, yeah, and, and it all points back to see the funny thing with I mean the, the interesting aspect of Christianity is when especially specifically when you talk about Jesus, is Jesus didn't want attention. Right. You know, he would constantly tell people, "Hey, don't say anything." Right. Right. Because he didn't want people. You know, like it's not that he went, didn't want people to believe in him. His whole thing was like, let me reveal myself. Yeah. Don't, you know, and so I mean, the humility of Jesus. What you're going to see with these leaders is the absolute opposite. It is narcissism at its finest, okay. and which makes it really interesting in who we're going to be talking about today because there's two uh, like central figureheads to the Mormon church. Um, so Mormon, you mind if I no, just kind of jump into it? Into it. Into it. So the Mormon Church, also known as the Church of Latter Day Saints, has okay. been around since the 1800s. You what? know what I know about Mormonism? What do you know about Mormonism? Zach? BYU. Yeah, <laughs> Brigham Young University. Yeah, one of the worst quarterbacks of all time, Zach Wilson, came out of BYU. <laughs> He's awful. Um, so well, there you go. <laughs> and, then, and then Mormons have holy underwear. That's oh, Zachy. <laughs> yeah, that that is that. Okay, so that's some of the stuff that we're going to get into because there's like. There's the stuff on the surface that like it looks neat and tidy, and then yeah. you get deep into it. It's like this is wacky. This yeah. is like this is out there. Yeah. All right. So let's just get into this. Uh, do you know who the creator of of Mormonism is, Zach? Brigham Young. No, Brigham Young is actually the second leader of of the movement, and I think he is. Uh, he led to their their movement because this actually starts in upstate New York. Oh, it doesn't move, start in Utah. It does not in start Utah, in Utah. That's where they're all at. They went to Utah to seek out. And we, I, I'm getting out of order now, but they went out to Utah to seek out their own like freedom. Okay. Because uh, when Brigham Young took over, oh, actually, I mean, even under Joseph Smith, you know, is that, the, is that the guy Joseph Smith? Joseph Smith okay. was the originator of okay. it, and ultimately, Joseph Smith was um, a hustler in oh. a lot of ways. Like this was a guy that like he was going to figure out ways to make himself some money and and get a claim. And okay. that's really what you're going to see. So let, let me read this. This is uh, the historical overview of Mormonism. We'll break it down a little bit, talk about it, and then we'll get into some of their beliefs. And okay. so Church of Latter-day Saints, <clears throat> also known as the Mormon Church. So the doctrine, doctrines of Mormonism begin with a farm boy named Joseph Smith in the 1820s in western New York, so upstate New York, um, during a period of religious excitement known as the Second Great Awakening. So this is when the, the church is once again exploding. Okay. All right. And he's trying to figure out, Joseph Smith's trying to figure out, what denomination do I want to be part of? Okay. And so he's praying to God, and what he says God reveals to him 
is that I don't want you to be part of any of these denominations. Okay. Joseph, you're, I'm going to reveal the true truth to you, which is known as this thing that he experiences as the, the first vision. This is what the Mormons would call like the first like vision of Joseph Smith. All right, and so he says that Smith said that God the Father and the Son appeared to him and instructed him to join none of the existing churches, like I said. During the 1820s, Smith chronicled several angelic visitations and was eventually told that God would use him to reestablish the true Christian church. Only him. It okay. was going to go through him. So what's he doing? He's elevating himself, okay. and this is what cult leaders typically do, is they elevate themselves above everyone else. It's like God is using me okay. and me alone, and it's about me. All right, and so Joseph Smith said that the Book of Mormon was translated from these golden plates that were given to him. Okay. That he was, okay, so... Kind of like the Ten Commandments? There was an angel... Oh, dude. The, um, okay, there was an angel that okay. came to him, and it, the angel's name was Maroney. <laughs> Maroni? This sounds like a Batman villain. Zach, I'm not kidding. This is serious. His, this angel comes to him, and his name is Maroni. Okay. And he tells him that there's these golden plates that he needs to find, and on those golden plates, which only he can read, that only Joseph Smith's going to be able to read. Okay. So he's like a be, talking in tongues type thing. Like, but ish, reading in tongues. Reading-ish. Okay. But these are uh, in, this, in this language called Reformed Egyptian. Which is not a language. Okay. It's not a real language. Never existed. Uh, historically, it never existed. But that's what the angel Moroni said okay. to him. It's in this reformed Egyptian, but you'll be able to read it, and but you can't show anybody else. Okay. So this is red flag number two. Yeah. So we have red flag number one is like, it's only going to be through you. Red flag number two is only you could translate it. Yeah. Okay. And so... There's he has this assistance of this Urim and Thummim and seer stones that are helping him translate so, this. So and the, the angels Urim, telling I, him all I know this. What the, I know what the Urim and Thummim is. Yes, it's like the the casting lots thing. Where, right? Where yes. You, well, you, it, it's what they would wear on the breastplate. Oh, okay. remember, like the high priest would wear on his breastplate and stuff. Okay, and yeah, so yeah. he's he's given these. Now this is upstate New York. Okay. That so what? Hold on. Like I'm getting ahead of myself. It's just, <laughs> it's kind of a little bit out there. It 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 is, and like once again, I don't want it to come across as us mocking. No, but this is the truth of how it all came to be. All and right, I apologize so, if, if you feel like I'm mocking. No, some, no, some I'm not. I'm not accusing you of mocking or anything. Or are you just apologizing to the audience? Yeah, to the audience. Okay, so an early follower of Smith. So what? So what Joseph had to do was, okay, okay, and then once again, this is like this is on. Like if if you search out Mormonism, this is like it. this. They're going to give you the history, and this is their history. Okay. So Joseph Smith takes these golden plates and the seer stone, all this, and he puts it into like a hat, like this bigger hat. I think it was either a hat or a hat box that only he could put his face into and cover his head. And then he had a friend of his, like an assistant. He would tell him what to write, so he would read it. And then the dude would write it down and okay. dictate it. And so this got, went on and on. And this was the first version of the Book of Mormon. Okay. Now I say first version because his assistant had a wife that was um, a skeptic okay. about the legitimacy of all of this. And so she finds this dictated book and burns it. <laughs> okay. Because her, her mentality is, okay. If, if you're the only one that can see this, then your next translation should be exactly the same as this one. Okay. And so it leads him to have to write it. And of course, God reveals new things to him through the seer stones, or through these seer stones and these golden plates and everything that were different and almost contradict the original Book of Mormon. Okay. So here we go again, red flag number three, things aren't lining up. Like from the get go, like, but <clears throat> sadly enough, like people still bought into this, because okay. um, like he he is he's very charismatic, yeah. Like he could get a following of people, and so after after he translates this, um, the seer stones go back to the angel, okay, which is Moroni, okay. Moroni takes them back. To, I don't know to heaven or whatever the case might be, and. Um, that's that when it comes to writing the Book of Mormon. So this is the this is the origin story 
of the Book of Mormon. Uh, the Book of Mormon just contains new teachings and new revelations about the coming of Jesus. And what it reveals... Goodness gracious. All right. So uh, it, what it reveals is that Jesus came to America. Okay. After his resurrection. Okay. He comes to America and reveals himself to the natives. Okay, like like uh, the, the American <clears throat> Indians. The American Indians, Native, <clears throat> okay. Native Americans. Native Americans. And he, he goes through this process of revealing himself and all the new things about, all, all the things that he didn't reveal when he was in Israel, he reveals now to the American people and that this was the real land of, you know... Promise. Of promise. and pro Yeah. It, it, I mean, and it goes on and on. So it centralizes... Um, like this new idea of Christianity in a new place. I'm, I'm trying to find the part where it says this. All right, it says this. Historical accuracy and veracity of the Book of Mormon was, at the time of the publication and continuing to this present day, hotly contested. Okay. Along with disputes over the Book of Mormon, the early Church of Christ faced persecution, because I think that's what they called themselves at first, from residents of several towns where they tried to gather and establish God's kingdom on the earth. <clears throat> To avoid confrontation in Palmyra, New York, they eventually moved out to Ohio, Kirtland, Ohio, and hoped to set up like a permanent New Jerusalem there. Okay, because like they were they were getting like bashed where they once were, and now they're like, okay, let's let's get out of here. And so, and this is the other thing you're gonna see, like they keep doing things that pushes them out of where they originally were to a place where they have to, like the, the new place where they have to be okay to be accepted which is we're only going to be accepted by other people that believe what we believe because this is not mainstream this right. is not biblical christianity this is something that we're trying to create and here's here's the thing about america joseph smith argued that the millennial new jerusalem was built in america and the doctrines of in the doctrines of covenant which is one of the books written smith records god as saying it is not right that any man should be in bondage to one another and for this purpose i have established the constitution of this land by the hands of the wise men who i raised up upon this very promise and redeemed the land by the shedding of blood so meaning like the europeans that eventually came were owed this land oh, okay so he's making that argument now um and all of though um, officially, it's been officially shunned since then. The LDS Church, the fundamentalists believe in some things that are very uncouth. Yeah. Um, but they would they would now claim that that is not part of their theology that they've removed that, such as you know their views on different races and all that kind of stuff. They are like, oh no, we don't believe any of that anymore. But oh, okay. a long time ago, it was like there's like a the idea of like almost like a chosen race. Gotcha. So very, very difficult stuff to kind of get through. So the re relationship, here's the relationship with mainstream Christianity. Okay. All right. Cat so Mormonism categorizes themselves as being Christian and they would identify as being Christian. They wouldn't call themselves, they're, I mean, they're Mormon, but they're Christian. Okay. And for some who define Christianity within the doctrines of Catholicism, okay, blah, blah, blah. Since its beginnings, the faith has proclaimed itself to be Christ's church, restored with its original authority, structure, and power, maintaining that existing denominations believed in incorrect doctrines. Everybody else is incorrect except for us. And we're not acknowledged by God as his church and kingdom. Though the religion quickly gained a large following of Christian seekers, in the 1830s, many American Christians came to view the church's doctrines and practices as politically and culturally subversive, I mean, once again, trying to draw power to themselves, as well as doctrinally heretical, abominable, and condemnable. Okay. So, like, not everybody, you know, was sold by this guy. And eventually... What happens is Joseph Smith um, also believed that because of the position that he was in, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, uh, entitled him to be the husband to many wives. And so this is where polygamy, uh, which is often you know viewed as... And now, mainstream Mormonism does not... They condemn polygamy today. But at that time... Um, Polygamy became part of it because Joseph Smith 
believed that he was entitled to it, essentially. And so uh, this led to many problems for him because he, he, was, so. he, was, he, well, he, he established himself as saying that I'm entitled to your wife. Oh, wow. You know, essentially. So um, he was eventually murdered. Oh, wow. By his followers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he never made it out to um, Utah. Joseph Smith never sees Utah, like Salt Lake City, where they would eventually establish like their main cathedral and everything, like all the workings of the the, the Latter-day Saints Church works out of Salt Lake City, Utah. This is where we see Brigham Young yeah. okay. take over. And like he he still establishes polygamy, but like it's it's you know it's complete. He handles it completely differently, and they viewed it as like they had to bring in more children into the world. So take on as many wives as you can, because the Mormon Church needs to grow okay. like this. And so it's just it's ugliness after ugliness after ugliness, and they move out to Salt Lake City to seek refuge and religious freedom because nobody was accepting them um, where they were at. And so this is like the the basic history. Of the okay. Church of Mormon. What, what's your thoughts, Zach? Um, I knew some of that. That's, yeah, it's, it's a creepy thought, I guess. Yeah, I mean, where it comes from. I'm interested in where it is now. Okay, so th- that's the history. Yeah. And we can see there's, it's definitely not a, <laughs> a divine inspiration. Yeah, this is there. not divinely inspired. This is of a man. Yes, yes. And, and you can see where he would gain from this. It's not like, yeah. um, if, for instance, in, in the Bible, yes, who were the, the person that spread Christianity was Paul the most. Yeah. Yeah. Right? When you're he, talking he, about like widespread Christianity. Yes. In the Paul. early church, he went around preaching and stuff and, and he makes a point to a fault, I think not, well, that, that's, that's inaccurate, not to a fault, but when I read it, I'm always like, all right, Paul, we get it. But he always talks <laughs> about his afflictions and all the times where he, all of these things happen. And it's for a point yeah, to show the people that, that he is um, ministering to that when you follow Christ, you are not doing it for a personal gain. Yep. You are doing it to honor him and gain eternal things, exactly. eternal glory. Exactly. Right? And it's not when you follow Jesus, you're going to become more wealthy, you're going to gain more wives, you are going to gain all of these things that that Your it, life's it, going to be like perfect. Yes. Paul is Paul as I would say the John Smith in this, right? Joseph if we're, if Smith. We're, Joseph, whatever. <laughs> if we're making, I'm sorry if I offended somebody with that. If we're making like a John Smith was Pocahontas. <laughs> if we're making, that's another creepy story, yeah. by the way. Yeah, Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, just making that analogy to the person who was spreading early beliefs of a new religion. Yeah. Right. Yep. Paul is doing it to glorify God. This cult leader is doing it to glorify himself himself and right yep and so you know paul is trying to help the the churches that he is going to and establish to be to be holier people to be more righteous to grow in their relationship with god to help others to you know to to be a light in in their place to make everyone else better not to go off by themselves and and establish something mm. and, and 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 be their own thing right He's he is bringing Jesus to the masses so they can be healed yep. in, in a in a in a personal level in an yep. eternal level, right? Yeah, it's all backed by Old Testament. Yes, using the scripture that has already been revealed and the yeah. new revelation that has come through the life and teaching of Jesus. Exactly. To make people more like Jesus, not more like the person who has received the revelation. Exactly, and that's the that's the key difference. Um, that you're going to see between, once again, religions and cults. Yeah. Cults always come back to the figurehead. Um, religion always points back to, like, an objective. Or, uh, and so, in, in modern-day Mormonism, I don't know anything about well, it. Well, let's—I have, I have some more facts about what they believe. Okay, but— We'll get into that in a minute. Okay, I'm talking ahead. about like the cultural stuff. Okay. Like I know in Salt Lake City, they're not allowed to drink coffee. Yep, no like caffeine. No alcohol. No alcohol. Um, yeah. One wife. Yeah. Okay. One man, one wife. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, right. And so it's thought of as, I would think... It's clean it, and happy living. Yes. It's it, what they're trying... And listen, I, I like, I, and this is what appeals 
is like is is this idea so on this once again on the surface it looks fantastic if you are a christian who who desires righteousness and in, in, in living like christ and in, in, in taking things of the world and not being affected by them yeah you would see this and think okay they're doing it right right they yeah. they have established in their church these rules that make it so you can't do these things that would maybe lead you away from Jesus, these, you know, vices or whatever that may be that, that make your body, I don't know, caffeine does something to your body, like alcohol does something to your body. Yeah. N- nicotine, you know, t- tobacco. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, no, no tobacco, right. no drugs, and nothing so like that. so that seems like healthy. Yep. And so God would want that for me. I'm going to go and see what this is all about here. Yeah. Like, I could see where that appeal would come from. Yeah. But... What are some of their like religious beliefs that are that are going on? There? I mean, one of the things too you have to consider within this is like what uh, what becomes the drawback, what makes people want to leave, um, and a lot of it is like the sometimes the societal pressure that's put on people that you cannot even question or remotely question or try to figure things out for yourself. It's like you have to believe because this is it. Right. The end. Okay. And that's why that's how people end up getting pushed out and like shunned. Um, right. And, and when you are in a follower of God, you should not be pressured by your church to be no. reformed to a certain type of person. You should be have an eternal desire to be reformed to be more like Jesus. Exactly. And that's that. And that's the thing that. Um, you're going to see a lot of times. I mean, sadly, you see that happen in the church in general, as people get pushed away because it's like, oh, you can't quite like what well, God wants us. He wants us to come with an open mind. He's given us a a, a mind that can rationally think things. Yeah. He, he doesn't wants want us, us to, to check that at the door to come and experience yeah. him. He wants us to come with our full faculties. You come to trust him personally, not what you're being fed by someone else, him. Right. That's it. And that's not how this operates. Gotcha. All right. But let's get into some like behind the scenes like, what does the Book of Mormon get into? What's some of the teachings? And everything that um, I'm gonna is is backed. This isn't just like hearsay. Gotcha. This isn't speculation. These things are uh, documented in their own teachings. Okay. All right. So one of the things uh, that they believe, this is what makes it unbiblical or non-biblical, however you want to put it, non-Christian. God used to be a man on another planet. So God is not an eternal is is eternal, but He was a man on another planet, uh, okay. and this is this is found on page three twenty one of Mormon doctrine. Okay, so He's like an alien. Yeah, essentially, yes. Okay, um, God resides near a star called Kolob, K O L O B, uh, Pearl of Great Price, which is another one of Joseph Smith's writings. Okay, um, the Father has a body of flesh and bones as tangible as a man. Okay. But, okay, and the other thing is, it's not a triune God. Okay. Like, like God the Father is a God. God the Son is a God. God. The Holy Spirit is a God. There are three different gods. Okay. All residing on their own planets. Oh, they've all got a planet. Just wait. Just wait. All right? God is in the form of a man. Once again, that's found in Joseph Smith's Journal of Dis- Discourses. God himself was once as we are now and is an exalted man and sits enthroned in yonder heavens. We have imagined that God was God from all eternity, and I will refute the idea and take away the veil, so as you may see. That's another just quote from... After you become a good Mormon, that means, like, you adhere to the strict teachings of the Mormon church, and, like, you give your... And you're not, like, you are completely closed off from outside influence. Like, you are the influencer. Once you become a good Mormon, you have the potential to become a god yourself. Oh. Yes. That sounds uh, very much like uh, Satan, like in the garden. Yeah, like, exactly. Is, isn't that the whole thing? Like he wanted to be Yeah, god. isn't that? Isn't that? Yeah. <laughs> you can become a god yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, they're taught that. Like, you'll be, you can become the god of your own planet, like, oh, okay. af- in death. All right. All right. Uh, there's a mother goddess. Okay. That, that the father's married to. Um, and they have spirit children. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, the Trinity is three separate gods, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. These, that these three are separate individuals physically distinct from each other and is demonstrated in the accepted records of the divine teachings. Once again, that's Articles of Faith by James Talmadge, um, who is, you know, one of the uh, 
one of the former leaders of the Mormon church. So we see all the fundamental issues yeah. here. Okay. Like this is not biblical Christianity. This is right. And, fictitious. And as far as our God that we serve, yeah. he's an infinite God. Yes. He is not bound to a planet, bound no. to flesh and blood. No. And he's beyond our understanding. You could see that a man is the author of this because he's he's putting God in a box yes. so that he could be better understood by him. Exactly. But he's, of course he was a man because that's how, that's all I know, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like, no, God is an eternal being yeah. uh, that we can't possibly comprehend. He is the all. He is the I am, which once again, everything that's being taught here contradicts biblical right. doctrine that we would hold and say that is. And then they have their own version. I forget the name of their, the version of their Bible is. I think the Jehovah's Witness have like the clear vision Bible. Okay. And I forget what the name of the uh, Mormon Bible is. Because the Book of Mormon is its own separate book. Okay. Like it's, it's the visions that he had in, it's like, in, yeah, in it's his a, hat, hat box. In his hat box, yeah. It's a post it's postscript. It's like after revelation. These are the new revelations. Gotcha. So revelation the was not podcast. the podcast. This is the other thing. <laughs> yeah, the after podcast podcast. These are the new revelations, even though once again. In Revelation, it's the final revelation. Yeah. Why would God need to reveal anything else? Like these are the sad things that if you're not aware of what God has given us through his word, through his right. scripture, and through his teaching, then all of this could seem very appealing. I mean, some of this is ridiculous, but um right. uh but I can understand how on the surface, on a superficial way, this can appeal to people right. um greatly. And I think I, there's definitely things that we're obviously we cannot get into all the the nitty gritty details about the Mormon Church in an hour long podcast. It's impossible. Right. But it's interesting to do do your own research. Look yeah. into this. Right. Um, discover like some of the things like because because the 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 whole idea is not that we want to create controversy or not that we want to get distance. We want to know the truth so that we can help people come to see the truth right like who jesus really is like that it's never been about any any figurehead beyond god right like god is our all and everything right so that's like what you know always concerns me is you know what is all wrapped up in this you you wanted to say something no i i i want to make it clear that anyone who would be a mormon or any of these you know face from me talking about for the next few weeks um by no means do we think these people are, I don't know, terrible people. And no, they and probably don't aren't even aware of some of these things. And, right, and right, and the and um, it's not that. Uh, as followers of Christ, we are to love everyone, mm-hmm. and we are we are not the judges of someone's soul, right? No, but I believe I, I agree. But if there is a veil over someone's eyes, it's, it's, uh, I don't know if I would say it's our responsibility. Maybe it is our responsibility, but it's okay to talk about it and to reveal that there is a veil. Yes. Right. And something that is taking, because the thing is, these people are devout. Yeah. Right. And they are, and they are in love seemingly with God. They right? would call them, they they would they would say that Jesus is their savior because they believe in in the actions that took place in 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 a matter in a matter of speaking but that was not the final like so it they the things that they end up getting into or contradict right the finality of what Jesus did through the cross right and and so someone who is a Mormon and doing good works out in the community and doing good works around the world, they have I know they have missions that they do. Like in order to be a a Mormon in their church, there's a mission that has to be done by the, them, right? Before yeah, they, they have to they have, they have to, to go, go around and tell people about their faith. See right? these guys out on their bicycles and they're going door to door and they're and like in other countries and stuff. Yeah, and all over the place, spreading it. So my thought is, if someone is this devout to God, it's that's resp- a false god. Right. It's our responsibility then to reveal that veil, and hopefully they'll be able to be devout in a way that <laughs> it furthers the work of Christ instead of furthers the work of a man. Yes. Because this seems like they would be good soldiers for the kingdom. Absolutely. But they're being used then, or tricked, 
or whatever it, to being exactly. soldiers that aren't furthering God's kingdom, but furthering man's kingdom. It's a it's it's a superpower that's become, you know, in that um, it all benefits. You know, it's like a a, a pyramid scheme, in okay. essence. You know, it, it because uh, why are they trying to get followers? Well, because followers are donators, and what donators do, they give money, and it, but and it services. And so you'll see, like, I mean, a lot of people like that are at the high ups in the Mormon Church are wealthy, are, are very wealthy and well off. And I'm not saying you can't be Christian and be well off. Right. That's not the point here. The point is it's servicing right. a need of power and a need of greed, uh, things that go against, once again, biblical teaching. Right. Um, so that's the concern in all of it. Yeah, not and, not and everybody gets the that, benefit in that. And I could see that concern even in, in a regular, you know, It could become church, that. Whatever that could be, Baptist denomination, whatever it is, Presbyterian, whatever that could be, Catholic, mm-hmm. right, where you could see the higher-ups, you know, exerting power over the, the followers in, sure. a, in a similar way. Sure. Um, I would say it's more... We have to, as followers of Christ, reflect Him, and and show Him, show His love, show who He is, the the truth of His His revelation, so that anyone, whether it be Mormon, whether it be someone who is not a Christian at all, someone who is a Christian and is lukewarm and doesn't understand really what it means to follow God. But as we are living our life as that reflection and as that light, we are leading these people into a closer uh, relationship with the true God. Exactly. And And in that point, we are furthering God's kingdom and doing the Great Commission that God has given us. Exactly. In In the... and that God had given the people that founded this other religion, it's the same commission, is to go out and make people... Disciples of all nations. Disciples of all nations. But baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes, not in the name of whatever denomination I am creating or whatever yeah. new religion I'm creating, no. The power being centralized on people instead of God. Yes, yeah. right. Exactly. I, I, that's where I'd be. That's with great. That. No, I, I think that's excellent, Zach. I think it's a great point. Like we, There should never be hostility. Right between people that believe differently than you. Because the goal is we have to love people enough that they can come to see the right. truth being revealed through us, right. not pushing but, them away. Sometimes I mean, sometimes you got to have difficult conversations, yeah. and it's not always going to be like hunky-dory. Sometimes you got to get to brass tacks. Yeah. Like, that's just part of life. Right. But um, it doesn't... It will never start with an argument. Right. It's it, like, will that happen sometimes in conversations about these kinds of things? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's, I, a, I, I think it's a difficult I, road. I think it. There's there's some stuff here in our culture that's different as we get more technologically advanced and we have more opportunity to experience different religions and understand what's happening. The veil can be taken back say, in Mormonism more so than it would have been able to 30 years ago with, with the Internet, with being able to um, research things on our own and get understanding and get information, right? And I feel like um, now maybe the cultural mindset is, which, which flavor of Christianity am I going to choose? I'm going to sure. go and research all of these things. Which fits my understanding of what I want in my life better? And I'm going to choose the, the chocolate that's a Baptist church or the vanilla that's a Mormon <laughs> church or whatever. And I feel like that's the... If you are a non... If you have not accepted the Holy Spirit and being transformed in your life and you're out there seeking something that you know that, you know, there's something... God's put that, you know, that desire on my heart. Now I'm going to go out there and try to figure out what I want yep. or, or what that means. It's our job to have people understand that that's not what this is about. It's about a personal relationship with, 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 with you know, our Savior and allowing the Holy Spirit to transform us to understand what God wants for our life, not what we want out of our relationship with God. Exactly. And so I would say, as we study these, to just be in our own way, tearing down the veil a little bit, having people understand why this is not a good choice in your life, and in the same time, hopefully, as we do this podcast, showing people how much Jesus loves them, why why serving Jesus and allowing him in our lives and living in his ways is, is the way that's going to give us um, the most uh, fulfillment here on earth yeah. and, in, and in, a, in, a, in eternity with God. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's the end goal and objective in all of this. Yeah. So, 
Yep. Good talk, Zach. All right. It's good to be back. Yeah, this is, this is good. We're excited to be back with you all, and uh, hopefully this has been informative and enlightening, but also speak to the importance of, um, you know, what, when we look at these different things and we come, try to come to understand, like, okay, how does this all fit into the whole, uh, we could still love people that see things very differently, but also understand, like, we have an end goal and objective, yeah. and this is like, okay, I need to win these people over to the true God, right? <laughs> like biblical God. Right. So, all right. Well, for Zach and Steve have a podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Zach. And this is the season two premiere. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.